Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready for some funny travel fails? If so, you're in the right place. Tripping Up is back with another exciting episode where we are celebrating the times when travel goes wrong and how it can kind of be the best part of travel. I'm your host, Nina Clapperton, author of the travel blog, Nina Out and About. Our guest this week is Phil Mutters. Phil is a really interesting guy. He's been to over 95 countries, which is something that I can only hope to attain. He's really interested in the culture of a place, the people, the history, not just going for the Instagram perfection, getting that quick shot and getting out. He's been recording all of his adventures on his blog, Journication, where you'll find him talking about useful tips, practical summaries, and personal recommendations. And you know how I said he wasn't into Instagram alone? Well, he's still into Instagram because he's got some stunning photos. I highly recommend you take a look. But that's after you listen to this amazing episode where I chat all things travel fails with Phil Mutters. Let's dive right in. This is Phil on Tripping Up. Now boarding. Hi, Phil. Welcome to Tripping Up. Hi, Nina. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you, and I'd love you to tell our guests, or I'd love you to tell our audience a bit about how you travel and why you travel. Yeah, um, how to travel, uh, I do basically all forms of traveling. So uh, I did in the past big solo trips. I travel with friends, with family, or uh, in big groups. And also um, I'm doing all kinds of travel, like backpacking, city trips, uh, big road trips, and uh, yeah, round trips, whatever. So I think from my perspective, it all depends on the destination and especially the the time frame you have. So I prefer the backpacking uh, more 
unplanned uh, adventure if, if you have a lot of time, but I can also go to very structured, very planned ahead traveling when I know that uh, time is the limiting factor. And uh, yeah, why do I travel? That's a very good question. And uh, I think for me personally, it's to see and experience new things, to, to leave the personal uh, comfort zone, the, the familiar frame of your country, your culture, society, and, and see exotic places and, and especially yeah, to learn from the new impressions you get from the people you meet, uh, whether these are locals or, or other travelers from all over the world. Uh, I think for me, it's all to learn about new things and to meet um, conditions and people who are just different than my own um, upbringing and, and culture. Yeah, that's such a great way of saying it, because I think that is like a really big part of travel is the unfamiliar and changing it up, getting new perspectives. I really like that you also have that mix of background. I think a lot of people like they pick one and then they think they have to stick with it. But it's like you're right. It's all about the destination, the circumstance, like travel is very fluid and it changes every time you do it. Yeah, yeah, de definitely, definitely. So, of course, when it comes to to be more, uh, when I want to um, be more in interaction with uh, like like locals, uh, of course, the it's not a recommended way to do a all organized bus round trip where you don't have any mm -hmm. any chance of of social interaction. Um, but yeah, if if time is the limiting factor, uh, it sometimes helps to see a lot of different things uh, in a very short uh, time frame, especially if you have a local guide who is fluent in a, for you, very yes. exotic language where you have no chance to, to find out any details or get some information which you really need. And uh, yeah, on the other hand, if you have a lot of time and you can just go with the flow, experience uh, different things, speak to local speak to follow travelers uh, who yeah have experienced uh, the whole place and and yeah then I think it's a very good way to to um, yeah compose your travel itinerary on the way and and maybe explore some things which are not found on the internet or on the big travel blocks uh, and which are obvious, basically. So the hidden gems, I think you can find uh, still today, but only if you have time and, and yeah, speak to locals and not with a very structured, ahead planned um, schedule, I would say. Yeah, and I'm sure with all of those hidden gems you found that you've also found some weird souvenirs throughout your travels. So I'd love if you'd share <laughs> one with us. Yeah, I... Um... I was smiling about your question and thinking about one of my uh, most strange uh, souvenirs. So I bought um, a voodoo fetish um, on, a, on, I think, the world's biggest voodoo market in uh, Lomé in Togo. Uh, it's in a very small country in West Africa. I have been there uh, backpacking uh, in 2019. It's a very off the beaten track destination on the West African coast. And uh, this is the the home, I would say, of the voodoo religion. And um, yeah, voodoo is uh, what we know from our movies. Uh, it's always something with uh, some evil spirits and some some uh, weird, um, yeah, 
I don't know, uh, yeah, some weird puppets uh, with needles yes. and stuff. So it's it's all evil and bad. But uh, yeah, voodoo is an official religion in this in this region. And from there, uh, with the slaves and the slave trade, it, it basically traveled to all over the world and all the places. Voodoo is also known today, like uh, I think Haiti and Dominican Republic, the Caribbeans. I think voodoo is really big there as well. But uh, yeah, um, it's also a very positive religion. And and one positive part are the, the small, they call it fetish, and fetish are small uh, items um, which protect you from, um, yeah, evil spirits. And um, I bought one which they say if I use it correctly um, when I travel, uh, it means travel safety or it, it helps to be uh, secure on the way and you need to kind of activate it before uh, you start your journey and then you you keep it with you all the time and then kind of deactivate it when you are back home safely and um yeah it was i don't know especially being there on this voodoo market uh yeah it has a lot of to do with uh, animal parts of animals skulls bones and so on you see uh from it's it's like a zoo you see every kind of animal there but uh, yeah the, the skull uh or yeah the bones or maybe even a tri version of a of a monkey or something like this and wow. they use it as kind of medicine it's it's like a pharmacy for believers of the voodoo religion and uh, they are sent there from their priests and uh for every single uh disease or something uh you need um they recommend something to buy from there and they prepare some mixture or some uh, yeah some yeah. pill whatever so it's it, it was really impressive being there and it's so uh what i mentioned in the introduction it's so such an exotic place and so far from what we know about religion and about um doctors and so on that that was oh, yeah. really interesting so for your uh the fetish can you describe a bit about like what, what it looks like and how you activate it um yeah it's it's a small it looks like a small stick a size of a i would say a battery uh okay. normal battery used uh back in the days for walkman and uh yeah it has some small string attached and some um some how do how you call it some some very uh, sharp um small stick attached to this okay. uh, rope and there is a hole in it and to activate it you stick the <laughs> stick <laughs> into the <laughs> hole and then yeah it's it's being activated um cool it looks a little bit like the not not it looks like but it feels like a little bit like the needle and the puppet to stick it into yeah and uh yeah to deactivate it you um detach it basically and uh yeah get the That's thing so out cool. and now it's in my cupboard and waiting for the next adventure being activated <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure like that the airport security guards are gonna be very confused if they ever find that in your carry-on they're gonna be yeah. like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 uh i think it would be a long story to describe what it is and why is it what is it for but luckily yeah. it's i think it's wood and and rope or something uh so it's yeah. natural i think it's not uh detected by any scanner or something like this so uh, yeah <laughs> no questions <laughs> voodoo knows how to sneak by the tsa that's an important wow. fact <laughs> yeah yeah 
definitely they do. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, now we'd love to hear your tripping up story of a time when travel didn't go quite as you expected. Yeah, so um, my story today is uh, my involuntary uh, traveling planning um, from the past. So um, my story is from uh, 2014, which is from nowadays perspective uh, a few years back um, but still uh, in this time I was expecting to have uh, like wi-fi at the airport and uh, you can do a lot of planning on the way and um, yeah but this journey went a little bit differently um, I was traveling to Cuba I was on the way back from uh, from a business trip in Mexico and had a few days stop over in in Cuba um, and yeah had planned basically nothing but the, um, the accommodation um, and yeah arrived at uh, Havana airport and um, yeah for those of you who know Cuba a little bit, uh, yeah, there is some things are not quite as we know it from our, um, yeah, from our countries when it comes to infrastructure and so on still today. And there was no Wi-Fi at the airport. There was nothing you can organize there. There was no possibility to just book some um, or look up what is the best way to go into the city. And uh, yeah, so I needed to, to, to ask people, start asking, start asking. Then I'm used to just, you don't, I, I don't exchange money anymore when I go to a trip. I just go there and I have my credit card, which you can use in every country. You go to the first ATM you see, which are normally plenty Uh, Mm -hmm. at the airport or at every central station or wherever you go there are atms Um, there was an atm but uh, i was very surprised to learn that cuba had uh, these days two different currencies uh, which i never heard of and uh, yeah (laughs) i was very confused and no idea what to do why two currency currencies um And yeah, again, I needed to start um, asking people. There was a very friendly Russian woman um, who helped me out and explained at least about the different currencies. Um, And yeah, you have the Cuba convertible peso, which is uh, called, or the abbreviation is CUC, C-U-C, and okay. it's basically attached to the dollar. It's it's worth like $1 all the time. And they have some more, I would say, local currency, the normal Cuban peso, uh, abbreviation is C-U-P, and um, you need 25 um, CUPs or Cuban pesos for for one dollar so a very different exchange rate and uh, the next days I learned that you use the different currencies for different things uh, in in everyday life so uh, as a tourist you can easily mix it up kind of or maybe they even use your confusion to uh, yeah to charge a lot more it's not that you pay I don't know a few cents more uh, you have a bad exchange yeah. rate. You had a bad bargain, like in Asia, where you uh, bargain about your your transport, and you know, okay, it's a little bit more expensive than normal, but okay, let's go. Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, like you pay um, 
for something which costs 20 cents, you pay five dollars. So oh, you pay goodness. hundreds of percent more uh, when you mix up those exchange rates. And uh, yeah, I was standing there at the airport, totally confused what, what is going on. And uh, luckily, this uh, Russian lady um, who was very familiar with Cuba and, and everything uh, over there, uh, she helped me out with the first money. Um, we went together to the city center by, by taxi, uh, which uh, she could pay. Um, and uh, yeah, she guided me to my casa. The casa is the accommodation or typical accommodation in Cuba. And um, yeah, over there, there was uh, one guy who helped me out with everything, a uh, Canadian who was familiar as well with uh, Cuba. And uh, yeah, this travel planning was a lot of asking, talking to people. It was not sitting alone in your hotel room, uh, surfing a little bit uh, in the Wi-Fi and, and just uh, go to the first uh, blog article of the mm -hmm. 10 most amazing things you can do in Havana. So I was, I was totally unprepared. I had no idea about Havana. I had no idea where I am exactly. You cannot use Google Maps on the way or at least those times. Maybe today you have a local SIM card or something like this. Um, everything is so easy, so comfortable. But uh, yeah those days I didn't know anything or we had no possibility. Um, there was yeah. basically no Wi-Fi. There was no, um, no cafe to go to with Wi-Fi. There was a very expensive five-star hotel in, uh, in the whole area. So I was uh, staying in the um, city uh, or in the um, area of Vedado. And uh, I think there was maybe it was around $10 for one hour of Wi-Fi. Uh, oh which, you can, which you can use there. And um, yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah, the next day, oh, I arrived very late, uh, went to bed. And the next day I went to the, to the kitchen of the small casa. And um, there was a German couple and uh, they had a lonely planet on their table. And I was never so happy to see a book <laughs> uh, on the other table because that was my, uh yeah my my rescue out of my uh um yeah that i didn't know anything um yeah i'm i'm german so mm -hmm. uh i asked them i went to this table and said okay can you please for 10 minutes please give me your lonely planet uh, because i need <laughs> some basic information what is going on in the city and um yeah lucky enough they said they needed to to pick up their rental car it it will take one hour maybe and at this time i can have my coffee have a breakfast and you can have the lonely planet just to yeah go through and uh afterwards they will come back to the casa pick up their luggage and and leave and in this hour i basically by hand copied as much as possible of the lonely planet i did some drawings about maps i noted everything which i can found in this in this book uh, as value valuable information um, because yeah I, I had no idea you have no maps you have nothing mm -hmm. I think there is no big tourist information in in Havana and um, yeah it was it was strange it was yeah. yeah as I imagined travel planning like 20 30 years ago <laughs> and um, yeah especially when you are used to travel to a country and being completely unprepared I think Cuba was very very 
hard uh, in in the beginning, especially. And then, um, yeah, you need to to note all these different informations. I I got from a um, this man who was living in the casa, the Canadian. Uh, he explained everything about history, about especially the two different currencies. Um, you have these these famous old cars in Havana, um, and for example, these ones you pay in in this cheap local currency. So if they okay. charge you in the other one, and that's what they try, uh, you pay, as I mentioned, a lot more uh, than what you what you need to do. And um, we also passed a, a ice cream shop in our neighborhood, and uh, they had also two different queues, two different lines. They mm -hmm. had one line, um, which looks like a express line. Um, where you can pay in this, I would say, more expensive currency for, I don't know, maybe one uh, ball of ice cream was one dollar or Cuban, Cuban dollar, which is mm -hmm. not expensive. But um, yeah, the other one also costed one Cuban peso, which is, you know, when you do the convertible or the, the exchange rate was really, really, really cheap. And this line... Yes. I don't know, several hundred meters around the block because wow. that was where all the people or especially the locals. The If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I guess more poor people uh, went uh, to this line. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you just pay in the other currency, which is uh, yeah maybe hundreds of percents more, you're the first in line. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, without knowing about these these different currencies, you have no idea what is going on there, because you feel like a VIP guy going to the front of the line and say, "Okay, I buy one ball of ice cream. Here's your dollar," which is for yeah. us, it's. It's not very expensive, but uh, yeah. if you know that you can have one ball of ice cream for five cents, yeah, yes. then it's yeah. Uh, a totally different story. So yeah, for me it was it was so different uh, than yeah, just having a summary ready, leave the casa and and go to explore. And um, yeah, you you needed to explore. I would say with different. Uh, senses a little bit more you're a little bit more curious about your environment uh, mm -hmm. i had no stories about uh, is this environment now a little bit more dangerous because i had no um, time to to plan or to to write everything down to have this what what we mentioned in the introduction some very structured schedule of what to do what are my 10 highlights i want to see today yeah. what else uh, you you're just there and you want to look up what is the entry fee again uh, for this and that attraction uh, what is the best cafe in uh, the the old town and so on and you just need to go and and explore you you observe more your surroundings you don't look all the time on are you still there yeah i'm still here Okay, yeah, it was Sorry. my <laughs> phone um, showing me that uh, it's low battery, but it's okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no yeah, worries. You, you, you need to, to focus more on, on your environment, seeing everything with different eyes, uh, with, without just looking at your, your Google Maps on your, on your mobile and walking around just straight away. Um, you, you start more interaction with the locals because you need to ask a lot of things. You don't have your answers uh, on your phone and um, it was also a little bit uh, the feeling of, of being cut off in these days of, of WhatsApp and FaceTime oh, um, yeah. videos and sending pictures all day and have your Insta story uh, five minutes later online. Um, it was also my, my personal decision of uh, not investing hundreds of dollars in this expensive wi-fi spot which we mm -hmm. which you could do you can could go to this this five-star hotel and and use the wi-fi for several hours if you like but uh i de decided just to go there once and texting my parents that okay i'm in cuba now things are a little bit different than expected and uh yeah. i'm well i will not send any message the next days <laughs> uh take care goodbye and that was all you heard from me for for several days also my friends didn't get any messages and uh especially my flatmates were very worried because uh when you you ask someone who i how are you and he's not replying and then after yeah. some hours or days you send another message oh are you are you fine uh, what is going on 
and still no reply uh people oh, yeah. get worried nowadays uh and yeah because i had no connection i had no sim card i had no wi-fi uh, i was really cut off and just um yeah experienced i would say uh everything a little bit deeper than than what we do today i think mm -hmm. um so also today or in in exotic countries i very often uh, appreciated that you don't have wi-fi everywhere uh just maybe in the morning in your hotel or in your hostel or wherever um yeah. at your host and maybe in the evening to to check some things maybe to secure some pictures in the cloud and so on uh, and for the rest of the day you just have to you don't have to worry about your phone and your messages and your emails and your instagram or whatever and um yeah i was a little bit um yeah sad about it when i was traveling um in europe uh, over the last years where for us germans now everything is just one big uh how to say um net union uh, so i can yeah. use my sim card basically in every eu um country and um you have connection everywhere suddenly you can use your yeah. phone non-stop doesn't matter where you are it feels like home on every bus stop you can use your phone and mm -hmm. it's it's different so i it was a little bit or a big struggle i would say in the beginning uh in in cuba but in the end i i really appreciated this kind of travel being out of connection and not uh just on flight mode with your phone but really with no possibility of just going to the next cafe to to have wi-fi and um i think i experienced a lot of nice things especially with people i spoke to because i had to yeah. speak to them um because i needed the information and uh yeah don't be shy just ask <laughs> and you had to you had to ask so um Yeah, it, it was a very nice experience from, from my point of view. Uh, what I heard from friends who traveled to Cuba um, before the pandemic uh, or right before the pandemic, I think now they have at least uh, some, some Wi-Fi hotspots um, everywhere in the city. So I think yeah. also these times are over where in certain spots in Havana, uh, you don't have Wi-Fi or in, maybe in the whole city. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's... I think easier for for future travelers but also uh, sometimes I'm very glad to have experienced some some things like this where yeah you have this um travel planning as 30 years ago and and seeing yeah. a city with different eyes and being more focused on your environment instead of your phone and the outer world uh, or surroundings i would say that you try to escape from from home and from your everyday life or you're also very focused on mails and messages so yeah well yeah. and it, like like you said it let you meet all those people that i'm sure like yeah most people go to their casa or any hostel around the world and like you kind of do sit there with your breakfast like a little bit alone you kind of go through your day yeah you scroll yeah. instagram yeah. and you don't chat with the people around you like it really it does change it when you don't have access to those things exactly exactly yeah so yeah. i'm going to share can... my story with you now um, um sure It's a similar story. Um, so back in 20, 
I think it was 2010 or 2011. I don't exactly remember the year. Um, I was 16 and I moved to Italy by myself, uh, which was a, like my mom was very on board for my dad was a bit shocked. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I like packed up and took off. But back then, um, like you said, like there, you didn't get internet everywhere. And although Italy is quite a big travel destination, so maybe in Rome, you would have. I was staying in this little town called Atri, which is like, if you picture the boot of Italy, it's like at like the back, like just above the heel almost. And it's oh, okay. like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like this little <laughs> hilltop town with like maybe 500 people. And uh, we were living in this hotel in the town because there was nowhere else to put us. Like there, there were not spare houses. There was nothing extra. The town is like exactly how much it needs and not a drop more. <laughs> if you like needed an extra house, you got to come in from outside the town. So we were living in this little hotel and it's like filled with like 15, 16 year olds at this point. So of course, that time, like we're used to at home, like being on our computer all day, being on Facebook, being like chatting with everybody all the time. And now we have to keep in contact with our family too. But this hotel is so old and so small that it only gets uh, like internet service right in the stairwell that runs through like the center of, and it's like, I, sh I say hotel, it was like three stories. Like it's not a hotel. Like you would picture like yeah, no Hilton, yeah, yeah. no, nothing big. Um, like a privately run hotel, the same family has run it. They still do to today, which is lovely. But this stairwell, like you would just find every day, all, I think there were like 12 of us just like draped down the stairs, all of us on our laptops, <laughs> trying to get just enough internet to send one email to our parents that was like, I'm wow. still alive. Send money, <laughs> like please, more money for cookies and like pizza, <laughs> um, which was, I think, like, like you said, it was a really interesting time because like we didn't have maps of the area. You kind of wandered and hope for the best. And I'm very much a wanderer. So like I would just go for like two hour walks every day and just see where I ended up and hope to God I would find my way back, which like <laughs> I did luckily. <laughs> so, um, cause at least like we lived at like the highest point of the town. So as long as you were going uphill, you kind of knew you would get home eventually. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's very interesting. Cause like you do connect with people when I would get lost, I would just like meet random Italians the Italians are like the nicest people, but they also have no concern for their own safety. So like they just leave their door open all day. And if you walk past, they're like, hey, come on in. We're making food. And you're like, I don't speak Italian. What's happening? And they will. They'll just try to adopt you. Like they'll be like, come on in. And you're like, am I going to die? Are you going to die? What's happening in North America? We don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's so nice. It's so nice because, yeah, that's that's so unknown for us i think yeah. also people around the world are are friendly but being invited to to someone's house just randomly and and uh being invited for food or something especially if you don't speak the language uh yeah you need to go to special places and i think that won't happen in rome or venice no. so yeah. um yeah very, no, think, and, very nice. Sounds great. This area. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, that's what's so lovely is with places like this that like, like I know Havana isn't off the beaten path anymore, but it kind of is compared to a lot of Western travel that most people do, where it is a very different experience, even now with their like few hotspots and everything. But I think like, like I actually went to Germany um, a number of times in the last few years and lived there. I lived in Berlin for a month um, or like two months actually, but 
even that you can so clearly tell the difference because like Germany is even in like the more remote parts, it's connected. Everything is really clear. I mean, yeah, there's like yeah. maps posted, like you're going to find your way. I mean, there's one currency, so that helps a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, how much your glue wine is going to cost. No one's going to try to like fake another currency for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes things more easy. And, and normally I would never, uh, expected that you did you need to inform yourself about the currency or different mm -hmm. currencies before you travel to a country yeah as i mentioned you just go to the atm and get some money and if the beer yeah. is one dollar or five dollar that's the price and you just pay and uh yeah so yeah beautiful Well, and now that we've kind of wrapped up our times when travel went awry, I like to end the show on a travel triumph, something that like reminds our listeners that travel is worthwhile, even when things go a bit askew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned, uh, after the first confusion and the, the first struggles, I had a, a great time. And uh, not only Havana, Cuba as a whole, but uh a lot of uh, destinations I have traveled to um, travel reminds us or helps us to to remember that uh, yeah we need to be thankful for for what we have um, because uh, yeah from my point of view we are we are so privileged and and in our everyday life we simply forget about uh, yeah what we have and what we achieved and we complain about everything i think especially germans are very good in complaining about uh, it's too hot it's too cold uh, whatever we are complaining about and worry about things that um, from a different perspective are really not worth it to to worry about and um, yeah when you leave your own comfort zone and and your uh, society and and your um, your background and and go to travel to to special areas uh, yeah you you learn a lot of those things being thankful for things which mm -hmm. in your country are um, yeah it's clear that they are there you never question something like yeah. running water or uh, the yeah um, the condition of streets Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just gonna say, I so often make that mistake of like, even if running water is safe somewhere else, like coming from Canada, ours is really, really good. And I forget yeah. that I have a very yeah. sensitive stomach. So like I've gotten sick around the world in like in nice places where water is definitely fine from the tap, but it's just like, you forget that you're not home. So you do make that mistake. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, um, for especially when I, when I was traveling in West Africa, um, <clears throat> I became sick some, some days and, uh, yeah, it was not malaria, but we needed to check. I, I went to a hospital several days and I need to, to take a very, very bumpy road. Uh, it was Oof. awful. Even a four by four, uh, was only, uh, I had only the speed of, of uh, walking, uh, because the, the road was so bad and, uh, yeah, I had to go there for several hours each day because Oof. of, uh, yeah, being so sick. And, um, yeah, this day or these days I, I said, okay, I will never, never, never complain about a red traffic light when I am back home <laughs> in Germany, because at least you stay there and wait. You just have to wait a few seconds or maybe if it's really worse, some, some minutes or one minute, mm -hmm. I don't know what's the time of the red traffic light. Um, but, um, 
yeah, you don't have to think about a, a bad road and, and going slow because of the road. And uh, yeah, even today, uh, I, I try to remember uh, when you're back home, uh, it's, it's really simple yeah. to complain about uh, the red traffic lights again. But uh, from time to time, these thoughts come back to my mind and I say, okay, remember those bumpy roads remember the nights where you didn't have running water in your facility uh, where we had mm -hmm. some kind of fountain in the in the courtyard or uh, what were the con living conditions of people over there without electricity and so on and uh, yeah that's my key message i would say um, yeah to that travel helps us to experience these situations coming home uh, more reflected and more thankful about the, the things what we have and um, how privileged we are uh, that we have the money to to travel mm -hmm. and, and being healthy and so on so that's that's beautiful and that's what you learn when you're abroad yeah and I think that's an amazing travel triumph we haven't had that one before but I think you're so right that like it really puts everything in perspective. And I really appreciate you sharing your perspective today with us, Phil. Thank you so much for You're joining welcome. us on Tripping Up. You're welcome. Perfect. Okay, and stop the recording. Perfect. Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. I'm still not sure if I could just show up somewhere and like not have things planned because I'm so type A but Phil really made it work for him when he was abroad. And I think that Cuban now might be a little bit different, so you might be able to get away with it. If you'd like to hear more from Phil, check out his blog, journication.de. That's the German equivalent of .com for anyone wondering. My favorite article on his site is all about backpacking in West Africa. First of all, never been to Africa. Second of all, never thought to backpack but after reading his blog and seeing how he really goes into seeing how he goes into the history meets the locals it's out of the big cities and the kind of traditional places to go and learn some cool stuff about voodoo culture i think i might have to add this to my bucket list i hope you guys check out his blog and find out even more amazing things to do around the world if you'd like more from me check out ninaoutandabout.ca i recommend some of my more tame backpacking in North America to get you ready for the intense advanced levels that Phil does abroad. That's it for this week. See you soon. Cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.